This is George Conner of the Chicago Bears. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is about the Chicago Bears' defeat of the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving at Ford Field in Detroit. It's with Tony Beasley. Tony was on the show recently speaking about the Bears' victory over the Lions at Soldier Field, so it was only right to have him back on for the Thanksgiving tradition that is the Detroit Lions usually losing. No offense to the Detroit Lions or Detroit Lions fans. Uh, usually losing on Thanksgiving. Uh, this was the best Thanksgiving game of the day. Uh the Cowboys game was probably the oddest, considering that they lost against the Bills, but whatever. Uh, this is an annual tradition. The Lions play on Thanksgiving Day. I wish it was the Bears. I'm glad it was the Bears this year. It was maybe the perfect Thanksgiving Day game. If you didn't care about the game, great, walk away. If you did care, it was actually good from the first drive. The Bears looked solid against a team that's very beaten up, against a quarterback that was undrafted, uh, unsigned. It started out as a Browns backup, uh, whatever. It was a good game. I'm glad I got to watch it. I don't know if Tony's glad he got to watch it. We'll find out. Uh, but th- before we begin, uh, two things. Our anniversary show is this Friday night in Washington, D.C., Friday, December 6th at the Wonderland Ballroom, featuring Chris Richards from the Washington Post and Kate Flaherty and Hayward Turdipson Jr. and Andrew Bucket. I'm very much looking forward to doing that. And our Chicago version of our anniversary show is on December 26th at the Hungry Brain, both of those shows are available on youmethemeverybody.com. Go to the events section, and there are links to those shows. So that's it. This Friday, Washington, D.C., 11-year anniversary show. Here's Tony Beasley and I on the Chicago Bears becoming a 500 team by defeating the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving of 2019. Uh, I watched it at my cousin's house. So you watched this with people? I did, yeah. Did that make it more painful? Um, you know, it helps to spread the pain around a little bit. We all commiserated with one another in real time. All Lions fans? Um, No, not really. So I watched it with my cousin who grew up in Lansing, sort of. So he has kind of maintained a very loose grip on being a Lions fan, kind of like I have. And my uncle, who lived in Michigan until he was maybe 15 years old, um, so he remembers watching the Lions growing up and it being similarly bad when he was a kid. So it's so, never been good. This has never been a good no. team for you. It's never been good. It's never been good for my uncle, who's now almost 70 years old. It's never been me. It'd be good for me. I'm 36. So it's just been, just been bad across the board, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Thanksgiving tradition. So, so yeah, having it on Thanksgiving makes it much more enjoyable. I'd say, for me. Yeah, and it's in the morning. You get it over with early in the day here exactly. in here on the west here on the west coast. The game started at like started at like nine a.m. So, and I'm on the east coast, to... so it started at twelve thirty for me, which was both good and bad because I was rooting for the Bears and I was able to watch all of the first half, and then I had to start smoking a turkey, so I missed yep. the majority of the third and fourth corner. I saw all the big plays. Uh, yeah. So that was both good and bad because I expected the Bears to lose at the half, and then I was able to watch the last three minutes live, and oh, it was a nice surprise. And if they lost, whatever, because I'm busy smoking a turkey. There was a good excuse to not watch this game. Yeah, so I had a similar experience. I had to leave because there were other people coming over to my cousin's house, and I had to get. I was with I was with my my oldest four year old child. We had to get him back, and so we left at the start of the fourth quarter. So. 
I was following it on my phone, and nothing that happened that I saw came as any shock or, or surprise. Well, the big whatsoever. shock was your third-string quarterback was really good for the first half. They're pretty good. Pretty good. Blau, David Blau from Purdue. Undrafted Who knew? Purdue. Uh, he could be backing up Baker Mayfield instead he's starting for the Lions. He looked great. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. It seems like uh, they had some good things going in the first quarter, first half, and then um, it, it seems as though the Bears very quickly figured it out after that. I'm, I'm not really sure what happened, but he was no longer able to find or get anybody open. He was still getting a lot of he was still getting a lot of time yeah. to throw, but he just there there was a lot of there started to be a lot of coverage sacks and, and stuff. But that being said, not a lot of turnovers. He didn't make any dumb mistakes. He he looked better than Mitch Trubisky. Uh well, you know, considering how much we're paying him versus how much you guys are paying Trubisky, yeah. Exactly. I think we're good bang for a buck. Now because you're a Lions fan, you don't get a lot of premier games. Do you feel like when you're watching a game that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are calling, it's a bigger deal because those are the main Fox guys? Uh, sure. I mean, there's always an element of those guys kind of makes it seem more, you, you know, just makes it seem bigger than when you get the whatever the Detroit local broadcast, which I, I, I can't even see anymore. So, yeah, sure, it, it, it does. Although I always feel like uh, they, they feel especially like um, they, it kind of feels like they, there's like an obligation on their part. Like, so oh, what? we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this Thanksgiving game because we have to, because this is the Fox, this is the thing, this is the tradition, and we're just here on behalf of Fox, it, and the last time I had heard Troy Aikman call a game, it was, I mean, I feel like that guy is always saying very laudatory, weird, weird things about Aaron Rodgers whenever he does a, a Packers game. So that's true. Feel like he's feel like he's more of a feel like he's more of a Packers guy than than Lions. I don't I don't feel like they have they enjoy doing the game, but yeah, sure, it does it does make it seem like a little bit of a bigger deal so you missed the uh presentation of the championship belt the thanksgiving championship belt uh yep do you have any which will obviously be a tradition on fox as long as they have smackdown do you have any memories of the lions playing on thanksgiving the post-game giant turkey john madden celebrations anything like that yeah oh yeah absolutely i remember going to my grandma's house when i was in middle school or something and we got turkey, crowded around her furniture with plastic on it, ate food. This was like 20 people all sitting around watching like a very small TV. Like mm-hmm. a, you know, I mean, it's like a like a 10-inch CRT television that you can barely d- detect colors on. And we sit around and watch that, and we watch the whole game. And we watch the... We watch the thing with the turkey at the end and John Madden and, and all that. Yeah, it's... Not a fond memory, but it's a memory. Why is it not a fond memory? <laughs> it's fun. It's a fond memory of being around my family, but the sport aspect of it is, um, I don't know, it just felt like something that we were that we were obligated to watch. Do you feel like you're obligated to watch this because it's on Thanksgiving and you're from Michigan? A little bit, yeah. Do you think a little you're going to change your behavior? Um, well, I haven't to this point, so I don't see why I would in the future. You said I feel like you were... I've had plenty of opportunities to jump ship. You were and with, I haven't. But now you have your four-year-old son with you watching this game. Is he in, interested in any way? 
No, he didn't really watch it. So he was over. Uh, he's my, my cousin's got a kid the same age, so they were off running around and playing and stuff. And he he paid zero attention to the game. In like four years, when they will pay attention to this game, will you encourage them to watch this game, or will you try to just watch anything else but the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving? It's going to be on the TV. Um, there's nothing else to watch at that time except maybe the delayed tape delayed version of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, yeah. which does interest does not interest me. So it's always going to be on in the background. He can, I'm I'm going to give him the 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 right of self determination, and he can he can watch it with me if he wants to. Are um, you at all surprised that? Of the three games that was on Thanksgiving, the Detroit Lions were the fourth best team that day. This was the most competitive game by a long shot. It was definitely the most competitive game, and they had some they had some real stinkers. Yeah, um, I the, was the, shocked. The, Cow- the Cowboys the, game was come on. The Cowboys game was not good. The Cowboys Bills game. game was so bad. I am now one of those bandwagon people that like you know what the Bears might get this wild card spot because they're going to defeat the Cowboys. They'll defeat the Vikings like. This is doable. That's crazy talk, but the Cowboys. Not were, crazy. Well, statistically, it's not that crazy, but for betting odds, it's like very silly. I guess it's, it's not a good way to spend my time. But because this game was really kind of fun to watch, it might be the most fun Bears game of the season. It was. It was actually, you know, it was fun to, especially that first quarter with this guy that no one's heard of, just like tossing the ball around, throwing touchdowns running for first downs we were kind of like all jumping up and being like who the hell is this guy this is great this is this is this is the most entertained we've been watching the lions in probably a year oh yeah and uh it, it all fell apart of course but you know I, I i will i will i will give him credit for making that first quarter very uh, very entertaining do you think if all of if the lions were built around players like this like we don't care about the draft we don't care about high picks we just want to like we want to make a good showing. We want to try, but we're not going to spend like any money that they could become this like scrappy underdog team. Um, I, yeah, maybe if, if especially with guys like this, but that always that model seems to fall apart when you get into like the non-skill positions. Okay, you really have to have high draft picks when you start talking talking about the defensive line, secondary sure. things like that, where sure. the Lions are particularly horrendous right now and very injured and have a lot of problems, which is why they're, I think they're losing a lot of these games. You know what's crazy? The Lions have led in every single game this season. They've are they led the every only, single... Are they the only team that that has done that, that has led in every single game? I'm not sure, um, but I, I guarantee you they're the only team that's done that and has gotten this bad of a record. Oh, yeah, that's sure. Now, you are you convinced that the NFL rules against them in terms of play call or are you just is this like a joke because you're a Lions fan it's half a joke and half to the point now where I I'm no longer going to dismiss it as complete fantasy the reason why I ask is you you didn't you said you didn't watch the fourth quarter I happened to be watching the fourth quarter the not the scoring play on the Bears fourth quarter touchdown but the very long bomb that led to the touchdown there was a catch, and it looked beautiful. And it looked like if you mm-hmm. review that catch, that's not a catch. And it went the Bears' way. Now, I didn't think that the NFL had anything against the Lions. But now I'm like, maybe they do. <laughs> well, you know, 
if if anything was to make that clear, it was definitely the Packers game from a few weeks ago, where for the very first time I thought to myself, you know, it's it's no longer totally insane that there is something going on. I, I I'd say it rose to the level of being of being plausible after that game. Now I'm not still I still I think the probably most likely explanation is just regular incompetence. I don't think the Sure. I don't know. NFL makes a lot of money. It the owners make a lot of money and I think that they have reason to do uh, sure you you could you could find some motivation to something like that, but I think I don't really. Think, I, I really don't think the NFL has anything like anyone out to get anybody when it comes to this. They they do yeah. way worse things above board. They don't need to do this like weird anti Detroit Lions thing. That being said, yeah, I do believe that I would not be shocked if football was the exact same way as basketball, where superstar players get more calls more often. There's a really good against all odds podcast that Michael, yeah, like Aaron Rodgers, exactly. I wouldn't be shocked that, like, there's there's statistical evidence that proves, like, Steph Curry and LeBron James get more calls because they complain more because they're superstars, and that's their right as a player. They get that influence, mm-hmm. they get more calls. I wouldn't yep. be shocked if Rodgers has the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. Therefore. Absolutely. Is absolutely. That... Him and Tom Brady, etc. If you know to act a certain way mm-hmm. when you get touched or to flail around or to do such and such, talk to the refs or just your reputation. You know, the refs are human beings. Some of them are better at their jobs than others. And until we replace them with robots, there will be a lot of human error in the, in the way football games are called. Speaking of robots, do you have any feelings of Cletus, be, Cletus the robot <laughs> Fox NFL guy? He's now like a slim down, muscular CrossFit Cletus versus the Cletus we grew up with which was all top-heavy muscle man Cletus. Do you have any yeah, very, uh, feelings about very, Cletus? Very, sure, he's got very Transformers energy. Yes. Um, very, very ridiculous. Very macho. Very beer commercial, truck commercial. It's a, it's a, it's a very American robot. It's a man's man. It's a man's world. It's a robot's world. It's, uh, it's, it's really he could, he could. He's kind of the mascot of the United States, if you think about it. Yeah. So Cletus 2020, that's a winning ticket. He's both the president and the vice president. That's right. Yeah, that wins. I, for one, welcome our new Cletus robot overlords. 